So I was born in America, and I've lived most of my life in America. However, I've had the beautiful opportunity to spend a lot of time in Europe, uh, particularly in Italy, and I adore Italy. There is a movie, and it is by Michael Moore, and it's Where in the World to Invade Next. And in this really interesting documentary, it's about where people live and work and how they have vacations and somewhat about how they're paid and how they're treated as an employee. And Michael Moore definitely shows that in Italy, they really have the best situation for their work life and their vacation life and their personal life and their married life. They appear to have the best around the world from what he could see. It wasn't that on in all areas they had the best, but particularly in vacation time and how they feel about this vacation time that they have whether it be four weeks a year or six weeks a year. Now you might be thinking those Italians that have four weeks or six weeks, they have to be CEOs, right? They have to be at the top of their game, right? They have to be the organizational leader, right? Because in order to have that much rest, of course you've got to be in charge. I mean, wouldn't that be the person that would deserve the biggest rest, the biggest vacation, the most time off? Well, in his film, as well as from my experience of going to Italy, you don't have to be at the top to get all of that rest. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because I work a lot I mean, I really work a lot. And I try to do the best that I can with the work that I do. And because of the type of work that I do, I'm able to schedule more time off than most people. I work as an independent contractor, so I can work six months straight, and then I could take two weeks off after I've saved up money or I could work 10 months straight I could even take a whole month off because I've saved up that money and I found that over the years although the type of work that I do is not really shoring up the future for my retirement so to speak currently there isn't going to be any retirement But what I'm trying to say is I've somehow incorporated the European, you know, the European process of thinking, the European outlook of thinking into my American life. But that being said, because I don't have, I work full-time, part-time, meaning that all of my jobs are part-time, but I work completely full-time. Most weeks, I work 56 hours a week. 
And as an independent contractor, as I mentioned, I can take a month off per year, whether two weeks and then two weeks later, or an entire month. And so I've infiltrated the European system within my American life. However, by doing that and by not working for a corporation, I don't have the health benefits of a corporation. So I don't get the benefits that, say, a European person would, although they get this amazing amount of time off. And why am I talking about this at all? I feel that as Americans with a full-time job for one company or with 10 jobs for 10 companies, I have been noticing that the most intelligent person that I might know or another person that hasn't realized all of their intellect. Everybody is working a lot in the United States and if they're not, if they're working one job, they're also going back to school so they can increase their pay, so they can make sure that they always have enough money to feed their family or God forbid they have something medical happen so they can cover those costs as even with a great insurance you'll never cover all of the cost. Most recently I went to an event for one of my jobs and there was a woman who had had a brain tumor and she got the brain tumor removed. This is a real person. I heard her speak. After she got the brain tumor removed She now currently spends $14,000 per month on medicine. That's $14,000 extra that her insurance doesn't pay for. Every year, she, she makes a lot of money, but every year the insurance company does scans on her brain to make sure her brain hasn't grown back because they have accused her that she doesn't need the medicine. So she's made sure that she has two other countries that she can go to to make sure to get the medicine at a cheaper price just in case the insurance says no. Now imagine that. She's a multimillionaire. She has a full-time job. She has insurance. And due to her very intricate, difficult situation as a brain tumor survivor, the cost of her medicine is so high that she still has to keep other countries on reserve to get that medicine. Why am I telling you this? Because something about the United States is so wonderful. At any age, you can work. At any age, you can have 10 jobs or 12 jobs. You can be a greeter at Walmart. You can cut the grass as long as you've got the strength. You can have a part-time job with some small company that needs an extra hand. You can do something online. You can sell Tupperware. From what I've seen, most people that I know have a property or two that they rent out to make money. 
They have a regular job where they make money. They sell Tupperware in quotations on the side to make some passive income. Many people have yard sales. And the strangest and most perplexing thing as that is that all of these people that I know who have these multiple streams of income and who are really working hard, if you were to press them and ask them, is it enough? Sadly, most of them would tell you that they have debt. And even if they've done a great reduction in their spending, they would probably say it's not enough. Unless everybody's healthy, right? So if everybody's healthy, it might be enough. If they don't have television, home phone, if they only have simple internet, if they sell all of their possessions, if they only have one car. But most people I know have debt to have a regular life. Most people I know have one to three jobs in order to support their family. Sure, I know some people who have one job and good insurance and they're young and they're healthy and they're doing great. They're young and they're healthy. And I would like to hope that for everyone. But I just want to say, what can we do first to simplify our lives? And then how can we ask American systems, is there a way, is there a way to reduce some of the costs? The next time you go to a hospital, and spend a day and use a toothbrush. Ask them how much that toothbrush cost. I don't know about you, but I can run right over to the dollar store and get a dollar toothbrush. My theory is that at the hospital, that toothbrush might cost $25 and you might just use it once. So ask yourself, what can you do to reduce your cost to live more simple? So when something happens, you'll be prepared. Because it's not if something's going to happen. It's always when something happens. Your tire goes flat. I don't know. I, your, your, I don't know. Your house catches on fire in one room and burns up your clothes. I don't know. Your cat gets sick and you have to take them to the vet. It doesn't have to be cataclysmic or dire straits, but something always happens. So we live simple. But then, how do we reduce those costs out there, the medical costs, the university costs, the big, big costs? How can we ask people, the politicians, does it really cost that much for whatever? The hospitals, come on, a cotton ball? $3, a toothbrush, $25. How do we ask those questions to those people? And how do we make a difference? I don't know. If you know, you let me know. What are you doing to help the politicians and to help hospitals reduce the cost for the regular Joe? I don't know. 
I try to do prevention and, you know, take vitamins. But I can tell you that I don't rest enough because I'm working so much. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. So what can you do? What can we do to reduce our costs and to make our life more simple so that we have the energy to do the things that are really important to us? If you're listening, let me know what you think about the American way or the Italian way or another way. And what are you doing about it personally or politically? Please do share. This is The Resource Girl with another spontaneous podcast.